going on, everybody? And welcome back to Overexposed, the podcast for... Wait, no, it's the podcast about movies that movie lovers love. We've been gone so long, I forgot how to do it. My name is Hunter. <laughs> My name is Mickey. My name is Sam. And welcome to the show. We're back. How long has it been, boys? It's It's been a long, long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. I've grown old and wizened. Uh, and I'm ready to tack more, tackle more of our favorite movies with, with this, with these bright new eyes that I've yeah. gained in my old <laughs> in my old age. Is that how that happens? Your eyes get brighter as you age. <laughs> the yeah, last the know, last time you know, we did a podcast, I had never played a whole game of D and D. That's true. And now I have. Oh yeah. And the last time we did a podcast, Game of Thrones wasn't over. And speaking of Game of Thrones. When you get older, your eyes get like Christopher Plummer in Game of Thrones. Brighter. Uh, that was nothing. I'm sorry for that terrible joke. Okay. Um, so, I'm so lost. I don't I don't know what's going on right that's, now. That's how bad my joke was, is that Sam got entirely too lost. Um, so we are obviously back because you're listening to us and in uh, some fun, some fun, cool ways. Um but I wanted to start the summer off proper uh, by bringing one of my favorite summer movies to podcast. And it sounds like, from what the boys have told me, they're following suit. So it seems like the next three weeks are going to be full of summer movies. So get those swim trunks on. Um, what else is summery? Get like a nice, cool glass of lemonade in your hand. Go sit by the pool and listen to us. Um, Just don't go, to, don't go into the ocean. Week, don't go into the ocean. You'll get eaten um, for reasons that you'll yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, maybe go on cool adventures with your friends. Even though I don't think this movie takes place during the summer, or mm-hmm. does it? I'm having I'm second guessing now. What happened to me? I just watched this. Anyways, um, the, it was my week to bring a movie to the podcast, so I went into bring. A movie that feels like summer to me in a lot of ways. Um, it has, it's about kids and friendship and, and pirates and mobsters and the beach and tra- um, And if you haven't figured out what it's about by now, then I want to know what other movie you were watching that this reminded <laughs> you of. Um, <laughs> this week, we were talking about The Goonies. Ladies and gentlemen, um, directed by Richard Donner, written by Chris Columbus, Steven Spielberg, and uh, starring an all-star cast of children from the 1980s. Plus, uh, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, based on prior experience with this movie. Uh yeah, I I had seen this movie. I think the first time I saw this movie was I think the summer before I went to high school. Okay. Yeah, and That's later uh, in life than I expected from you. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I I had always heard about this movie, but I just I never watched it. None of my none of my uh, none of my like cousins or my brother or anything like I don't think. 
I don't know if they'd seen it yet, but yeah, like they just, this was just not a movie that I had seen before. So yeah, I saw it. Uh, I think actually I had a, I had a friend, a friend let me borrow it. And so we watched it and I was like, Whoa, what is this movie? This is like the perfect like kids movie. This is everything that I've ever wanted. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was my experience with that movie. Yay. Mickey. Um, I actually saw it much later in life too. Where well, not not much. I I saw it in when I was starting high school, I guess. Okay. And I, and I saw it in class. I guess was the first time. I had le- legitimately seen it from beginning to end, and like um, like like the, the, they they just put it on to like distract the kids, and like I was the only one paying attention because I was like. Oh my god, there's pirates. And then the, the they're hunting for treasure and everything. And like everything was so my style. It was so much what I loved about movies. That I, I just I just kind of I fell in love with it. And like and watching it later, a lot of things are super weird, but I still like them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, the, this, um... this movie's really strange, but and I know it was it was kind of my introduction to, to Sean Astin, who's one of the coolest and more most versatile actors, I guess. One he of does, my favorite people in the world. He does a definitely bunch of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely like picks interesting projects and like sort of um, uh, has like constantly evolved as an actor in a lot of really cool ways, I think. Um, but yeah, my experience with this, I saw this movie this is one of those movies that I can't remember the first time I saw it. It was, um, um, I probably watched this a thousand times as a kid. If you are listening to this show, then you probably know me. And if you know me, then chances are that you know that I'm obsessed with pirates. But the first time that I watched this movie, I didn't know that it was about pirates. I know that for sure. Because I do remember the genuine, like, oh my God, this is the kind of movie I'm watching feeling that had me, like, on the edge of my seat when I realized, like, it, uh, Sam put it best. Like, it's everything I love about movies, right? It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, it It has, like, these, like, high adventure swashbuckling moments. It has these like deeply human moments. It's silly when it needs to be silly. Um, it's serious without taking itself too seriously. Um, and it's deeply disturbing. <laughs> it's deeply, deeply disturbing. Like it's not a. It, I think that's one of the things. So we'll just dive into it. I, I, I was I was wondering how I was going to feel about this movie because I think the last time I watched it was probably a few years ago. I sat in on a screening at the Draft House. Um, and I remember being surprised by a lot of it because I had probably not seen it in an even longer amount of time. Um, yeah, I haven't seen this movie in like five years. Yeah. So I remember being surprised by it. And I was like, oh, God, I don't remember why. Um, but I, I sat down and watched it this time. And I am surprised at how few punches this movie pulls. Like, it's kind of unafraid to be totally adult um in in a myriad of ways um but also like all of the stuff 
I mean, like, it's scary as hell, obviously, but, like, all of the stuff with, like, sloth um, feels so, like, what am I trying to get at? It feels think, like it's in a totally other movie. The, it feels in, like a monster in, movie. In the best, what, in the like. best way. Because like for when yeah. I was texting Sam, I was like, I was like, they're they're keeping this this deformed child in a basement. Uh, I don't know. It's because they're ashamed of him or something. And 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 they're like tor- they're not torturing him, but they're like abusing him. And I'm like, what is this doing in 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 a kids movie? And then Sam was like, then it wouldn't be the Goonies. <laughs> If you take Sloth yeah. out, it's just not the Goonies. It's not as good. Yeah. Oh, of course not. Especially because you have the payoff at the end with the Superman. We'll talk about that later, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the best. Um, this movie is an amalgam of things that, like, every... I wish every movie had, but I don't think any movie could pull it off the way that this movie does. This... I am... A, I was... I think one of the things that really surprised me and I want to know how you guys feel about this is how constantly this movie evolves into and adapts with different genres at play. Like it, it, it is a monster movie and it is a treasure hunt movie and it is a coming of age movie and it is a comedy, like sort of a raunchy comedy at times too. Um, it in weird ways, this might be a bad comparison, but in weird ways, it feels like Animal House for kids. Like uh-huh. it, it's, it's <laughs> a little bit, weird. yeah, yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys uh, how you felt about like sort of the genre jumping and stuff like that that happens. My favorite thing about the Goonies is you have a story where these kids find a treasure map in their attic randomly, and then they decide that they're gonna find this treasure on their bikes. And there's been thousands of years of people trying to find this treasure. And then they go out and they find it in their bikes in the span of like twenty four hours. Yeah, and yeah. Th- th- that's that's my favorite thing about the Goonies. And if if they can win you over, if you believe that, then you will roll with all the the genre changes. Like it goes from like this this uh, this kids teen movie about them losing their their uh, their home, and then they start tr- looking for treasure, and then it slowly gets darker and darker and darker, and then it just goes full blown Indiana Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're and 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 it so but it's not like it doesn't go from kids movie to Indiana Jones. It like builds up to it in a very right. interesting way, and you so you start getting lost in the fantasy of it. Yeah, but 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 I I I think we're all over overlooking kind of like the strangest uh, the strangest part about like the first act is the opening. The entire <laughs> opening is out of a crime film. It's yeah. Within the first five minutes, there's a character who fakes a suicide. Like there's a dead body there, and the cop is like, "Oh wow!" Like this guy hung himself, and then he opens the note and is like, "You schmuck! Do you really think I'd kill myself?" And he looks, he gets knocked out. And you're like, "Wow! This guy just faked out a suicide." There's there's a car chase through the city. There's guns. There's like there's I I don't think there's an explosion. They 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 get away on like this giant like race through through the beach like a giant like car race through the beach like the movie makes like that opening makes no sense. But it also wouldn't be the Goonies 
if it didn't have that, this that opening right there also just like having everybody like interact with or not interact with each other, but just kind of like showing like, oh hey, by the way, like we're gonna come back to these characters. Uh, it's it's such a good way to like build this town and kind of like build up the adventure aspect of like this is kind of what you're this is a little bit what you're getting into like this is going to be not necessarily high octane but it's going to be pretty wild and then yeah like once once you get to like where mickey's saying like they find the treasure in their attic and they they are able to find it within the span of 24 hours like if you can really get behind that entire part of it then yeah you're gonna you're gonna love the hell out of this movie uh, uh it's really weird because um when i was a kid or when i was younger i i sort of imagined or i sort of thought that the fratellis were after the treasure the whole time for some reason and then rewatching mm. it this time i realized that the fratellis just don't want to go to jail and then the for some reason then nobody looks for them in the restaurant i guess and then, like, it, it turns into, oh, we need to get these kids because they they saw us and they know who we are. And they go after the mm-hmm. kids, all, all to, like, underground, under the city. And then they're like, oh, look, the treasure's here. <laughs> like, it's it's sort of an accident. Yeah. I, um, the, the crime thing is so interesting. Like, that was one of the things that really shocked me going in. <laughs> Like, I remember seeing the dead body, and I was like, oh, and I remember it being um, a part of, like, the escape plan, but I didn't remember how. And so he's, like, hanging there, and I was like, oh, I forgot that there's a dead body within the first 30 seconds of this, you know, of, like, actual screen time in the movie. You get, like, the cool, like, skull that moves towards the screen, like, the title sequence and stuff, but, like truly like it happens everything happens so fast and then suddenly you switch to like it it doesn't just it's not just like crime movie and then and then like now we're doing the goonies i mean it does do that but like the switch is so stark it's it's like there's a chase there's like a legit car chase through the streets of this town astoria and then it jumps to like silly kid comedy like uh like chunk with his pepsi yeah, chunk of this Pepsi and like whatever else he's holding, and it like splats against the glass, and he's like, "Oh, come on!" And then like Corey Feldman gets blasted in the face with like sink water, um, mm-hmm. and you get like you get like Data's like cool plunger contraption and stuff like that. Um, and I completely forgot how much of this movie leans into the silliness to start especially like of course there's Mm. the truffle shuffle like everybody remembers the truffle shuffle whatever (laughs) you know um but like like sound effects like like boing or like the boings yeah like or like data like shooting that line across and like zip lining down and then playing like the whole ass 007 theme song they break the stat they break the statue's penis and they're just like, oh no, that's my mom's favorite down. piece. And Mouse <laughs> is just like, well, you know, if it wasn't, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> oh god. Um, oh god. So, how do we feel? I know that sometimes um, uh, it's easy to be critical of kids in movies, but how did you guys feel about watching the kids in this one? Uh, on this watch, there. 
perfect kid cast. Like the the kids are good. within the top ten of perfect perfect kid cast. Even the girls, the girls are fantastic. Like the oh, yeah. older girls, and like the, they're they're great. The the one thing, and maybe it was the kid casting. Uh, I think I texted you guys when I was watching it. I said I don't think. Uh, Richard Donner knows what ADR is, and I don't think anyone ever taught. I don't think anyone ever told him, and I don't think he wants to learn. <laughs> what made you say that? I want to so know. So weird, because um, there's moments that are that are clear, clearly ADR, and most movies like sometimes they have those moments, but this it's it it, it doesn't match their lips, and like sometimes it's it's just too loud, and they're not speaking mm-hmm. that loudly. And then there's there's like other like extremely obvious things where like um the, one of the Fratelli starts singing opera and you see his reflection and he's not singing opera, right? But it's not oh, like yeah. a it's not a blink and you miss a thing. It's like a it's like a five second shot. Yeah, I <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what's happening? And then but the movie does not care. It doesn't care. It doesn't. No. It does not care. It's like no, this is. This is the movie I want to make, and I wanted him to sing opera, and I don't care if he's not singing opera, because you get to hear it, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And that song always reminds me of the Fratellis, and it makes me, it makes me like, scared. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. It just sometimes it pops up in movies, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> That's the song from the Goonies. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that is called. It's like a famous, um, is it Madam Butterfly? Yes, it's Madam Butterfly. Like what it is. Damn, Butterfly, Hunter, yeah. that, that, that's Nailed 100% it. correct. Reaching deep, deep, deep into <laughs> my, into what art knowledge I have. Um, yeah, I love the kids in this. We were talking about Sean Astin a little bit. I don't know how he carries a movie so well at, how old was he when he filmed this? Let me look this up. Um, uh, this came out in 85 he was born in 71 so he was 14 years old when this movie came out like and he truly does like he uh, I, it's definitely like an ensemble cast you know like all the kids are important Chunk has a huge role Um, I mean all the kids do right like I don't want to sell anybody short but yeah for Sean Astin at 14 years old to be able to carry a movie that needs a movie that, that starts as silly as this and ends up with like some real emotional depth uh, is really, really astounding to me. Um, he's like the perfect leading man. Um, and I wish, yeah, he had gotten so the, I wish he had gotten the chance to do more leading men stuff uh, later in his career, even though like he's been perfect where he's at Samwise, all that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Feldman, yeah. Okay. We can what? go down the line. We can go down the line. Go for it. Uh, Corey Feldman is funny as fuck in this movie. Um, yeah. Especially because, like, I think all of us had mouth as a friend in one way or another. <laughs> like, all of us had a mouth. Um, Some of us uh, were mouth, but I believe <laughs> that one hundred percent. That the I have to take zero. Uh, there's there's a zero uh, zero foot jump I gotta take to make there. That was a terrible. I, I lost my words there for a second. Um, so Sean Astin rules. Corey Feldman rules. Um, Jonathan Thanos. K. Kwan. 
who we've talked about before, not Thanos, but put Jonathan K. Kwan in the Marvel movie. Make that his big comeback. Um, he was. I, I remember put him in Indy Five. You cowards. Yes, please, Stephen. We know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> we've talked about you a lot, um, and we will continue to talk about you a lot. But wait, 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 is, is, okay, you don't Sp- put him in of... Five. You're a coward. Speaking of data or data or whatever they want to call him, because they call him everything right. in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, he has the best line delivery. He uh, that I probably I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. So. Are you um, talking about in general or is no, no, something no. specific? It, it's a very specific line delivery, um, where it's it's after they they go into the Fratelli's house and they're like chased out. Okay. Like they're outside, like beh- like huddled behind the rock, like trying to like compose themselves, and everyone's kind of freaking out. And then and then they see the Fratellis carry out a trash bag, and it's it's shaped like a body. It's obviously a body. And then Dada looks at it and goes, "I'm wondering what is in that bag." <laughs> it gets me every time. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god. It's so funny. Um God, that's funny. Um and then of course Jeff Cohen, who has hardly been heard from again, um, as Chunk is um I love all of his like there's this part of the movie, right, where like the Goonies are split up, they're sort of scattered to the winds. Um and Chunk is just sort of hanging out with Sloth, <laughs> like this large chunk of the, like a larger chunk of the movie that I remember. And I couldn't believe that they took that much time to say like he's just hanging out here, I guess, for a little bit. Like <laughs> the idea that that's what they de- that that's the direction that they decided to go is yeah. hilarious to me. Um, Babe Ruth, but they. They play off of that so well. Like I think they're, oh God, they're so good. Um, all the kids. Um, I want to talk for a minute about you guys. Uh, certainly have very deep feelings about Richard Donner. Um, in a lot of ways, I uh, after I watched this, I was like, I so I know that this is like the Superman guy, and uh, he's like. Uh, the Scrooged guy and one of the one of the big big people behind um, was he a producer on Gremlins? Did he write Gremlins? I don't think he wrote Gremlins. He might have been a producer on. Gremlins. I think he I think he produced it. Uh, I know he directed The Omen as well. Oh, that's right. And so when I went back to look, I was like, oh, he did. Uh, he directed Lady Hawk, which I love. And we'll definitely talk. Have you guys seen Lady Hawk? Uh, my friend John's with me, and he says yes, Lady Hawk. Um, have you guys seen Lady Hawk? I, no. I have not. Oh my god, we need to watch it as soon as possible. It is so good. Oh, that Matthew poster, Roger, that Roger poster, Howard, Michelle Pfeiffer, and there's uh, the Legend of one of the Legend of Zelda games. It takes a lot of uh, inspiration from the movie. Anyways, Lady Hawk's incredible. I, why can I not find... Did Richard Donner do nothing with Gremlins and I'm lying to myself? 
He might be lying to himself. Um, I'm I'm lying to myself. Um, but anyways, like Richard Donner is so instrumental to my childhood, but in a lot of ways, this doesn't feel like a Richard Donner movie to me. Um, and you guys who never stop talking about the Richard Donner Superman movie, I wanted I wanted to talk to you guys about how you feel about where Richard Donner fits into this and like how you feel about him directing it and his directing in the movie. Mickey's already gone in, into it a little bit, but. Uh, I think it's more of a Spielberg movie. It feels more like a Spielberg movie. I agree. Uh, with some Christopher Columbus starring in and then Richard Donner just to to direct it and he looks his, his visual style is pretty cool uh, I don't think it's that that prevalent here but you can still tell it's not directed by an amateur until you yeah. get to those weird mistakes like uh, uh, when when Sean Astin's holding up the the coin and he has like the mountain and the mountain and like the restaurant that's the most g- worst green screen I've ever seen Oh yeah, I know and, what you mean. And he he can make a, a man fly, but he can't make kids stand on a ledge. I don't well, understand. I mean, look at the okay, but let's be fair. Look at the budget that he had for Superman, and let's look at the budget that he had for Goonies. I'm not gonna fault him for having some questionable CGI in a kids movie. Okay, <laughs> like like I I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Richard Donner and like yeah, like I think. <laughs> I think there's, I, yes, I do think that this is much more of a Spielberg movie. Um, you can you can kind of see you, there's that Spielberg energy, and I definitely feel like he had like a like a a big presence, uh, probably like on sets and and when they were filming. Uh, but yeah, Richard Donner is no slouch. I mean, he has directed all four of the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, yeah, and I know that this was this was before all of that, but yeah, like you can so there there's definitely uh, a distinct style that he has, and I like it, and I think it's cool. So I will take that with the questionable CGI. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, there's something about Spielberg, Donner, and Chris Columbus that feel like a match made in heaven to me, but they're they're not like certainly. Uh, we may have talked about this on the podcast before but like um, we've talked a lot about like the Spielberg the Spielberg camp um, or what we call the Spielberg camp like these guys that sort of operate in the same area as Spielberg but don't don't exactly like they either feel like 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 horcruxes of Spielberg in a way (laughs) um, or something (laughs) but like Chris Columbus is one of those guys um, he uh-huh. hits something very Spielbergian in all of his movies, um, uh, but I never would have put Richard Donner in that camp. I don't think he's in that camp, but it's like bringing—I uh, don't know—it's it, it, like it's like having like um, maybe this is too grand a a comparison, but like having like Francis Ford Coppola come in and direct like a. A Quentin Tarantino script or something like it, there's just something so like oh I never would have expected that but like I want to see that movie kind of thing going on here yeah um, I yeah I don't know Sam said Spielberg energy and I think this movie has big Spielberg energy that BSE um, and <laughs> um, we hashtag that big yeah, Spielberg we, energy yeah, yeah. We, we, should, we should do that when we're talking about Jaws 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, that's a Spielberg movie, so I don't know if... I mean, like, of course, it better have big Spielberg energy. This or Spielberg bust. movie has big Spielberg energy. <laughs> yeah, this movie directed by Steven Spielberg has big Spielberg energy. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like, but then I go back and I think about, and I have not watched the donner's superman movie in a long time but like do you guys feel like that like anything in some of donner's earlier movies or even later movies like reflects why this would work why this movie seems to like just work so well despite it being a weird amalgam of dudes sam it's okay if not uh i'm yeah i'm sorry i'm just i'm having a hard time like finding an answer to that that's a good question (laughs) yeah i was just curious i mean well it's i it's it's it takes a lot of things that we recognize from spielberg and it it puts Mm -hmm. him in like and it doesn't even put him in like a new context it's just this is it and then that now they're they're doing pirates and so I, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's what that's what we're responding to. I think that's what that's what we mean by big Spielberg energy. Like you have some single moms, you have like uh, you have <laughs> you have the brothers, the, the you have like the brother kind of complex where they're, they're just they're going back and forth. Um, you have like you have oh, the yeah. you have the women that, that you have the women that are kind of underused, and then and then you just have. Um, like the and you have the I guess the really grand almost like fairy tale like ending, where everything everything works out and it's also kind of like you have to suspend your disbelief of how pe- parents act, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I this 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 is kind of this movie is in the vein of like E.T. You know, and yeah, it definitely has. It, it it has all of that like Mickey said and honestly I feel like these two both of those movies could theoretically take place like in the same universe you know like that's that's totally. kind of the vibe that I'm getting from from the Goonies here um, yeah like they like there's you have yeah it has it has the same problems and you just like kind of swap out the 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 alien for uh, a treasure hunt. And also, whatever sloth is. <laughs> really? Well, like, yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, I, you just called me oh. rude. <laughs> oh. Well, no, because um, <laughs> like, E.T. is the thing that comes in and changes and solves the the problem that, that Elliot's having. And so, like, yeah. it, it would kind of be One-Eyed Willie. And it would be, I guess for Chunk it'd be Sloth, but Chunk, I I, I didn't I, I didn't buy that Chunk wasn't really accepted, so I don't know what Chunk's I don't know what Chunk's deal is. I think he just needed right. uh, I think he just needed a, a like to connect with somebody more, and so he connected yeah. with Sloth, and I, I love that that when we were starting to come to a head, everything starts paying off in really interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Like, Which like leads me yeah go 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 um, go 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 well like like. The one of the and and I uh, rewatching the movie again. One of my favorite moments in all of movie history, like in all of my library of 
favorite movies of all time. Um, one of my favorite moments, and it's the moment that gets quoted most from this movie, is the Hey You Guys moment. <laughs> like, and I, I don't know why I never thought of the word payoff for it, because payoff is the perfect word for it. But like, what a good, like, th- like Hey You Guys was the original on, on your left. Like, that, <laughs> that's what that feels like. It really I'll like, buy that. It, yeah. It makes me smile so, so big that you get this like, and also like we could talk about how, how batshit crazy the idea of like, you have children fighting mobsters on a boat, <laughs> on a pirate ship <laughs> fighting for treasure. And, and, and they're then, being, like, they're being thrown back into, into the, into the, into the lake, which is, which is interesting. Cause like, um, you've seen the deleted scene, right? The deleted scene of the giant squid. Yeah. No. So like, it's like as what? soon as how do I not know about this? Okay, so so like as as soon as they first of all they come down and they turn and they see it and the audience sees it for the first time and we're like we're not crazy. This is there is there is a, there is a pirate ship there and it's giant and it's real and you know it's real. It doesn't look fake. You can fake a million pirate ships in an army, but if you have, if you build a pirate ship and you put it in front of us, we know it's real. They built a goddamn pirate ship. And and the kids react to it because it's the first time they've seen it too, like as actors. Mm-hmm. Which is which is brilliant, Richard Donner. Good job. Um, so like they they go and they're swimming to the ship, and then and then uh, one of the girls I forgot what her name was. Um, the one with the glasses that lost her glasses. Oh, I forgot. What oh her name God. Was. Rosalind. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Steph. Steph and Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephanie, so so Steph, like she feels someone like touch her butt, and she turns around and she slaps um, Mouth, and Mouth's like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. And then she moves and she does it again. It does it happens again. And she turns around, and she slaps Mouth, and he's like, "Well, it's not me." And she turns around and it's a, it's a giant squid akin to like ten thousand leagues under the sea or something. Oh my god! It's a giant squid, and the, he the squid attacks the kids, and the kids have to fight him off. And it's, it's am I a, the only person that would have loved the movie more that it's, way? It's it's a hundred percent. It's fully filmed and fully edited, and and it's all it's an animatronic squid. Wow! And, and then they they escape it and they go up they go up to the pirate ship. But the one thing is that it looks so fake and it looks so bad. And oh, does it? That, that I don't I I don't think it looks bad. But Richard Donner thought it looked bad. He thought the rest of the, the problems were okay, but he didn't like the squid. So he took out the squid, and so they just go straight there. That's why they're so afraid to fall back into the water. Like, that's why it's that. a big deal, because it, it's not supposed to be a big deal, because they can just swim. But um, they're so afraid to fall back into the water. So, like, that that's the that's a big deal. And afterwards, when they get rescued, Dad is like, there was a big squid. Yeah, and then he's telling everyone about the squid, but we it never happened. Huh. So it's it's weird, but um, but yeah. So the, that that's why they're so so like they're there and they're they're gonna be pushed off and thrown to feed the squid or whatever, and then all you hear is "Hey, you guys." <laughs> that's <And> amazing. <laughs> that makes me so happy. It's on YouTube. I'll send it to you. Yeah, please do. We should put it up on the Twitter so too. So okay, so he comes down. He starts fighting his yeah. brothers. He starts fighting his brothers 
they're, they're trying to tie him up. And mm-hmm. he like takes off his shirt. <laughs> he like rips yes. the shirt off. And it just it's a Superman logo. I don't know how he got it. I don't care. He's wearing a goddamn Superman shirt, Richard Donner. Thank you. And all you, and then you hear the John Williams music. Like not like a rip off uh-huh. of the John Williams music. You hear no, the John Williams yeah. music? It's the John Williams music. This has gotta be a classic case of like dudes like Steven Spielberg and Richard Donner like pulling strings and saying like, hey, let us get the rights to this like famous music, this <laughs> iconic music of yours that's improbably yeah. impossible to get in any other movie. That, that reminds You're me my of, friend. Uh, we can do this. That reminds me of uh, Spielberg in uh, Ready Player One where the Zemeckis cube goes off. And then yeah. uh, uh, Sylvester had it sound like Back to the Future and Spielberg was like, no, I want Back to the Future. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to get it. Oh God, it makes me so happy. Um, and I think that's sort of like the, the uh, like my favorite moment in the movie outside of that is the moment that they see the, the pirate ship. One, because like if I was in that situation, you would cry. That's exactly how I would react. I would cry. I would freak out. <laughs> I'd go run around on that pirate ship and be so pumped. But I love, like, I we talk about practical sets all the time on this show, but, like, I I love that everything in this movie feels so tangible. Yeah. Like, it's so important to me that this movie feels tangible. Um, that, that they do have this full-size pirate ship on set, you know, in this, like... Uh, in this cave and like all the water splashing up everywhere. And just like the whole last act of this movie, this whole like final confrontation um, is in a weird way, like every kid's wildest dream. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) it's like, it's like living in Neverland. It's like you're running around with Peter Pan and like fighting pirates and doing all of this stuff. And like these kids find this treasure and, and it's, yeah, it's the weird, like, mundane fairy tale happy ending of, like, we found the treasure, and now we get to stay home, and everything's fine again. But, like, I uh, there's something that I love so much about that, like, sort of cheapskate ending of, like, well, that's how we're going to wrap everything up, is everything just sort of works out, you know? And, like, the um, only reason it works <laughs> is because the parents see the ship. Right. Yes. Right. Um, oh my God! When, know, when it starts I, sailing, I when the ship starts sailing and they see it in the distance, it's just—it's too much for me. <laughs> yeah, I cried. Oh. I cried when I saw yeah. that ship this time. It rules. It rules. Um, let's go into just as we're wrapping up some rapid fire notes from you guys. Any other big stuff you wanted to talk about? Um, uh, I love. Oh, sorry. No, go Sam. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I love. I didn't pick up on it before, but I love uh, how uh, one of Mikey's connections, like to uh, One-Eyed Willie, is the is his uh, um, traps and contraptions, and he's like One-Eyed Willie is just like this inventor who's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna use all this stuff, and like we can see that with Mikey kind of they don't play off of it I feel like they don't play off of it enough 
we just have like oh like he builds a contraption to open the the open you know the gate for people uh which also feels like it probably would be faster to just go open the gate but whatever chunk like, could just jump movie. over it <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah, uh, I I like I really dig that, and so like I I love how there's kind of like this through line of that's how Mikey is going on this journey is that he's kind of envisioning himself as like following the footsteps of One-Eyed Willie, and so like that the that payoff when we finally get to the treasure room and Mikey gets to have his moment alone with like this. The, the the dread pirate one-eyed willy like oh my god like i was crying along with sean astin and i was like oh man this movie's so good guys it's so good I, um i like that that his respect for the treasure and the pirate and the idea is what saved him and his friends and the lack of respect mm-hmm. is what doomed the fratellis yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I exactly. It. I failed to mention you. You said Thanos when we were talking about the cast. Josh Brolin is so good in this movie, um, oh. and I didn't even think about like the younger brother and then the sassy older, like the hopeful younger brother and the and the like frustrated or sassy older brother. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that that stereotype being a thing. Um, what happened to your braces? That's. Oh, that's <laughs> that's, that's totally a that's totally a Spielberg thing 100 yeah. like that's got to be something he brought to the table um uh also the Cindy Lauper song rules yeah it's great heck yeah it does it's awesome I wish we had the money to just say like hey we don't care if we get sued we'll play it at the end of the episode um <laughs> and uh <laughs> god there was one more oh oh there's a that guy in this movie steven Toblowski? <laughs> no i was gonna say like i didn't think that was him no it's it's italian steven Toblowski. it's joe pentaliano oh <laughs> who plays who plays francis He's he's uh he's the cipher in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, is he a memento? He the, he's in everything. Yeah, yeah he is. In memento, he plays uh, uh, Ben Urich in the two thousands Daredevil movie. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I, didn't I, think I love that. That's great. Um, so I wanted to throw a shout out to him because he rules. Okay, I, I know we talked about the um, cast, but um, uh, Carrie Green is Andy. Was always okay. I, I think I, I had a, I had a crush on her when I the first time I saw this movie. It was great. Yeah, this was her first. Uh, who would first thing she did? Was it? Yeah, I just looked up her her IMDb. This was her first credit. Weird. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, you go, Nate. Go her. <laughs> um, uh, can we also can we also throw some just some quick love to to Mama Fratelli for being perfect, perfect in every perfect. way. 
This movie can never be. Re- this movie should never be remade. But because Hollywood likes to remake everything, I'm. I'm just gonna say, I'm sorry, Hollywood. You can't have this movie because no one is gonna be a better Mama Fratelli than than this woman. So there, she's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's such a good cast. Like a cast full of people you know, people you don't know, people you never saw again. But like, I. It's it's one of the those casts that everybody just feels so well suited to the role that mm-hmm. they're put in and what they do. And like, yes, some of it is, is probably like a little on the nose or silly or whatever, but like, I don't know. I think in that way, in what it does, this, like this movie goes down as like a perfect movie for me. There's like bad CGI or whatever. Screw that. Like for me, this movie yeah. does all the things it needs to do. Um, mm-hmm. and it does them well. And it does things also that, no other movie i've i've never seen another movie jump not just like transform into different genres as it goes it literally jumps between genres and it feels flawless like it feels like they should be different movies but you never doubt for a second that these are all stories told in the same movie you know what i mean Yeah. yeah yeah and then and i think part of that goes to how all those genres blend at the end of the movie so well like the payoff of all of those um quick what's your favorite quote goonies never say die for sure this was my wish but i'm taking it back i'm taking them all back oh Oh, that's good that was mine but um i I love it when steph tells uh, i love it when steph tells mouth uh you know your voice is kind of nice when your mouth isn't screwing it up (laughs) and then i have to throw it to um the i so there's there's us came out this year and um mikey's saying it's their time their time up there their time up there down here it's our time like that hit in a new way when I watched it, I was like, "Oh god!" Yeah. Like it I hit me. It hit me because of that too. It hit me because of that too. But it also hit me because it's like a, it's like a weird class system too. Yeah. It's like like mm-hmm. like our class and like our people, like it, it. It's the Goonies time. And like even if you're even if you don't live here, what is a Goonie? <laughs> I, thought I don't it, think anybody knows. I thought a Goonie matter. was like Goondocks. Like I thought it was where you lived. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they I think they mentioned that. It's like it's, it's 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 yeah. It's it's really it's really quick like in the beginning. But yeah, like it's because they all live on the Goondocks, and that's why they're the Goonies. And I think him saying like like her saying I'm not a Goonie. He's like I forgot, and then at the end he's like no, like this this is our time. It's almost like a. Like, even if you don't live here, you're still a Goonie. Yeah. I love that. There's something about, like, the magic of being a Goonie. Like, we're all Goonies, right? Like, that's what the movie wants us to to feel. Um, And I think with that, that's probably a good time to wrap up, huh? Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for watching The Goonies, guys. It means the world to me. Yeah. I hope it was a good watch. Um, you if love you it. guys, yay! Um, uh, if you guys want to swing by, say hi to any of us 
on social media, you can do so uh, in several ways. You can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Wolf is the name. That's W-U-L-F-F is the name. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Real. That's R-E-E-L, Texas Weirdo. You can find me wherever you want to find me at the Mickey M. And you can find us on Twitter uh, at Overexposed Pod. And you can email us at overexposedpod at gmail.com. Uh, swing by, say hi, tell us how you feel about the show, tell us movies you want us to cover, um, any fun facts that we missed, or things you love about the movie that we didn't dive into. Um, share anything you want with us. But aside from that, um, anything else you guys want to say before we sign off? Patreon.com slash into the... Oh, sorry. Patreon.com slash overexposed. That's yes. our other podcast. You That's can, our other podcast. But, but like, let's plug that. Yeah, you can go listen to us um, with frequent guest of this show, Amy Cassandra Martinez, on Into the Marvelverse, found wherever podcasts can be found. That's the other thing we've been doing in our off time, so... Feel free to swing by and listen to that. Should That's I, been a should I announce my movie or no? We, we're not doing that. Okay, you just have no, to figure it we out. We will announce it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll either figure it out or uh, and we'll follow our our socials. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll announce it that way. So, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Keep loving movies. Keep watching them, and we'll talk to you very very soon. Bye, friends. Bye.